0: To the land your bets sports betting podcast Josh Lander here introing a pod i have with my friend Will Hill not the Will Hill that's actually what he is on twitter and also a play on the fact that he is not the former sports book known as Will Hill Uh, He is a guy that I work with on the Goal Boys Media. We have a live stream each and every weekday with a couple other guys on their YouTube channel, as well as Twitch, getting in some picks every day. We've been busy with baseball, obviously, for the past few months, but we are very excited to have a few days a week now dedicated to the NFL, including these picks that I'll be giving you here with Will and myself for week one. That's what you can expect moving forward as well in terms of NFL picks coming out either Friday or Saturday morning. I do normally have a weekly guest. I wanna have Jenna White on. She and I pretty much have a conference every week and weekend before NFL games to get our bets across to each other. Thought maybe we should just put that on the podcast instead of spending our time doing it over text or phone calls. So we'll get you guys involved as well. We're gonna be throwing together a bunch of bets building some parlays together want to start getting things out to you guys as well offer you the opportunity to jump in chime in and then win some bets with us and have us win some bets that will then pay you guys out for, for getting involved and things like that. So we've got plenty of stuff coming up for the rest of this season. Just so excited to be able to jump in with you, as I think everybody is. I do want to say you can check Will out on VEASAN as well. And he, now he is on a weekly podcast with Fox Sports called the Bear Bets Podcast. Guys like Chris Felica are on there. He's all over the place. So Will is just a really sharp dude who's been doing this for a very, very long time, not to date him too much, fellow Connecticut brother. Uh, he, he's been, like I said, making bets in a way that I think is pretty unique and interesting. He puts a lot of money out there on different sides. He plays things very early because he's the type of dude who's who's watching all of these lines uh, all the time watching the movement and he has a bunch of different books where he can compare odds like he, he does it the right way man he's, he's a sharp dude in terms of just the betting gamut so I, I really love his takes on football especially because he's been looking at this stuff since May like a complete sicko just getting on on these opening lines for a bunch of games that you know you could get in May on some books depending if you're like Will and, and you have the ability to get action on a bunch of different places. You know, that, that's how you play things against each other. Bet both sides to guarantee yourself some money whenever you can. Uh so we'll hear from here hit from Will here uh for week one. I throw some picks out there. I do want to just lay them out for you right now in case you still are listening and don't have too much time to listen to everything but you want every single pick we have I'm gonna just lay it out here for you. So Miami at the Chargers Will is going Miami plus three. Raheem Mostert of the Dolphins to go under 71 and a half rushing yards. That's my pick. Will's next pick, Cincinnati at Cleveland. He is taking Cleveland plus two and a half. Next pick, Tennessee at New Orleans. We're both taking Tennessee plus three and a half. I am taking Mac Jones under 230 and a half passing yards. Will is teasing Cleveland plus seven and a half and Washington down to minus one and a half. That's for minus 120. I like that bet a lot from Will. We go into some stay-away games, and then I talk about the Ravens and how much I love J.K. Dobbins, over 59 and a half rushing yards. I love Lamar Jackson, over 1.5 passing TDs for plus 124, and Will, in his clever self, loves taking Justin Tucker whenever he can. As he puts it, once they get over midfield, you pretty much can bank on Justin Tucker getting a field goal attempt, so over 1.5 field goals made is a bet from Will there. Let's jump right into our Week 1 action. All right, we've got Will Hill on the podcast this week for NFL Week 1 Bets. Will has got a bunch of stuff he's doing right now. We are on a Gold Boys media live stream every single day. We've also got him on VEASAN. You can also catch him on Fox Bet, where he just uh, recently started joining a new podcast, I understand. Will, tell us a little bit about that. How are you doing today, man? What's up, man? Yeah, it's uh Bear Bets podcast drops. There's a college one that drops every
1: Thursday, an NFL one that's going to drop every Friday, so I'm on that with Chris Felica, Jeff Schwartz, and then Sammy P. And then uh, Visa, I got the Megapod, Gil Alexander, Todd Wishnev, me, and uh, a rotating guest this week. We had Steve Fezzik on, so... A lot, a lot going on busy time of the year fun time of the year i think the first sunday of the nfl season one of my favorite days of the year where it's just man it's here we get all these games we get all summer all spring to you know make predictions and say who's going to be good who's not going to be good and you know we don't find out right away but we get a little piece of information we all overreact to week 1 and uh, it's just great to have it back
0: i mean i know we only have one game in the books but biggest overreaction from chiefs and lions real quick
1: you know you want one, or you want me to, like, just t- give a take on other people's takes? Because I said before the game, hey, like, Mahomes, this is his sixth year. He's been in the AFC title game at home all five years. Like, at some point, just law of averages, you have a year where you, I don't know, you go 9 and eight, ten and 7 and you're okay, not great, like could this be the year where the chiefs like, all right, Kelsey gets hurt. He's older. No Hill. Like, so I thought before the, game look, they could have easily won. They probably should have won. Tony was just awful. But like, at some point here, like you just, it's the NFL, you don't just wake up 13 to four in the AFC title game every year. So maybe this is the year. uh, And again, it's part of an overreaction, but part like, Hey, law of averages, like maybe they just, maybe they have a year here where they don't fire. And you know, it's not because they lost. I, I said it before the game where, I mean, look, it's just, it's hard to win 13, 12 games every year. And, Look in the AFC. There's gonna be one, probably two or three teams that are really good that don't make the playoffs. So I, I'm not there yet. They're still minus 130 to win the division. I mean, you, like you bet on Mahomes and Reed, and if they had Kelsey, that game is different. But uh, you, you you do keep it in mind that at some point here, maybe they just they don't fire uh, one season. Even New England with Brady, like they had a couple of years where they were like not nine and ten games, not 11, 12. So yeah. keep an eye on that. Big win for the lines, though. I mean, look, season win totals nine and a half. Uh, you know. You win one in kansas city that's not one you're necessarily expecting to get now you have all your home games still like that's again it's only one game but you got a pretty good chance now to to uh to go over your nine and a half you bet over nine and a half that's one you weren't expecting so uh again w- long way to go but that was a good win for the lions it was a really good one hu- huge win. strange strange game really strange game strange coaching decisions you know campbell's faking punts <laughs> he's punting from the plus 40, but then he's go, You know, he's really conservative, really aggressive. Andy Reid going on 4th and 25. Just a lot of odd decisions.
0: Very, very interesting game to that point, like you said. One other guy that I know in our fantasy league you were a little disappointed in might have been Jameer Gibbs, but oh. he also looks good, man. Like He still looks like the dude we think he is when he gets into space, no?
1: That was a very strange little pr campaign for three or four days like you guys aren't going to believe how much we're going to use him it's going to blow your mind the things we're going to do with him and it's like all right it's what six or seven carries a few catches and i guess they're easing him in they want to get get used to the speed of the game so i, I would not panic long term on gibbs but yeah i had a i had first touchdown scores for a, a, a significant margin and man if he doesn't slip he walks into the end zone yeah. so Part of it, you, you move on. He does look good. I mean, there is a little bit of a Zeke Elliott, Tony Power deal. Remember the last few years where it's like, why do they keep giving Elliott the ball? Power's better. You hope that th- that's not the case with Montgomery. Right. But, uh, you know, it's interesting. No Chris Jones for the Chiefs. And it's like, oh, man, the Chiefs really missed him. It's like they really gave up 14 points. They got seven points off that uh, off that pick, six. So it's yeah. like Detroit marched the ball up and down the field.
0: Yep. Yeah, and I mean, the Kansas City defense might be a little bit better than they're getting credit for. I would definitely go with that as as a simple take from from week one. I don't think it's crazy to say that if Pat Mahomes doesn't have Travis Kelsey very often this year for whatever reason, that that offense is going to take a massive step back, and as a result, it's not going to be able to carry them to 13 wins. Like you said, I mean, if if Rishi Rice or Sky Moore are your best wide receivers on the field, it doesn't matter who you have at quarterback at that point. They can be covered right and then that offense is gonna be a little bit more uh, anemic at that point but let's get into some stuff moving forward because I I, I do want to know when you're betting week one right now as Sunday's just going to give us a a whole load of games are you going pretty hard already on week one or are you kind of spacing things out a little bit and seeing how it goes
1: um week one's always the trickiest I am somebody who like when May when these lines come out I get down on these games May, so I have Three or four points in CLV in a lot of these games, which is no guarantee of anything. I am somebody that's going to buy back because, like, I I think the truth is usually somewhere in the middle. So be careful. Week one, this is a hard week to bet. These lines have been out for a while. They've been massaged into, you know, where they are now for a reason. They've been shaped and um look you could we can have all these opinions on these games like we really don't know I mean we saw that last week in college at TCU Colorado you have all these opinions on Colorado and so we have no idea it's a completely new team until you see them play especially now no, nobody plays in the preseason so uh you know, like you get all excited to bet it's week one uh just I, I, my suggestion would be don't over bet don't don't go too crazy it's a long season yeah make your bets have your opinions but uh, you know, Don't be too overconfident in your opinions, too. Week one is very tricky. You always look back at the end of a season. You look back at something that happened week one and week two, go, wow, that was weird. Totally. Not only was that weird, but that didn't mean anything. So uh, just be careful week one.
0: Yep, 100%. And, and at the same time, I do think there's a few games, and, and I agree with you, Like, don't go bananas. Um, play it a little bit safe in terms of you know unit measurements and testing out the waters a little bit. I do think there's opportunity where if you think that a line is absolutely absurd, you might be right that that line might be completely incorrectly placed because there is a little bit of opportunity to go all right well if i don't know quite as much as what you know i want to know to place a bet yet Neither do the people making these lines yet. We need to see what happens on a football field. So there's also going to be a few games where we look back and go, well, that was obvious. I can't believe the Packers were plus three and a half against the Bears or whatever. Maybe not the best example, but we'll see if that's that's one of them. So let's just kick things off then, man, with with some week one stuff. I'm really interested to hear what you have to say, too, because like you said, you are someone who who plays the middle a lot, which is a a great way to to make sure that you're making money. You're watching these lines move a ton. Is there anything that you have already for, for week one one that you're like, ooh, I, I see some value. It already moved, or I've been waiting for it to move, or anything like that.
1: Um, so I bet Chargers. Chargers was a pick'em against Miami back in May. I bet that. And now I'm at the point like th- this line is at three. I saw some three and a halfs pop up. I just like if you were going to ask me, and I, I like I lean towards the Chargers at pick'em, but at plus three, like if you're going to ask me who are two teams out of the 32 that are dead even, to me the Chargers and the Dolphins are dead even teams. Both very similar. Uh, and, okay, the game's in L.A., but the Chargers' home field is not worth that much. It's usually, you know, a road game, if anything, or a neutral game, so their home field is not worth three. I just don't know how you get to three between these two teams. To me, the Chargers play nothing but close games. I know Miami's got some injuries. Ramsey got hurt. Armstead's not going to play, so maybe that's affecting it. But to me, this is anybody's game with five or six minutes to go. I,
0: I, I would take the points. I think this is just
1: a dead-even game. So I like Miami plus the three here.
0: It seems like there's a lot of, of... – I don't know if there's a lot of public money, but it seems like there's some sharp money moving the the Chargers line, right? Like that's how it went from, from you said a pick months ago. Obviously, he was going to move a little bit uh, at that point no matter what, but it definitely moved close to like three and a half points in, in the Chargers' favor at, that, at this point, like you said. And I really like it before it gets to like three and a half for the Chargers, to be honest. Um, I do believe in, in some of the, the injuries being a, a problem for Miami. And I, I think that Chargers' defense got a lot better. Well, I thought that last year, too. So I don't know if Chargers are going to charge it or not. Um, but I would agree that, for me, it's actually a little bit more of a stay away. And once you get to three and a half, then I start looking at Miami because of how close these two teams are. I took uh, Mostert under. In that game, I do think that the, the Dolphins are going to be playing a little bit of catch up. I could see that the Chargers coming out uh, and, and being able to pass on them pretty early uh, with, with Herbert and company. So that's why I would I didn't really like Mostert to, to to get his. And I, I took him under uh, 71 and a half rushing and receiving combined in this one. Devon, a chain got. Cleared to play, so I do think he's going to be involved in the passing game a little bit more uh, and eat some of his carries up. I, I do think the Chargers' defense has a good day against him, but that that was one that I liked. Um, what what else do you got for us besides that? uh That the uh, you're you're taking the Dolphins, by the way. Is that a pick that you are making? Yeah, I like Miami plus three. Plus three, even if even if you don't get the hook there, you're good with the plus three.
1: Yeah, there were some three and a half minus one twenty, some uh you know some skins or whatever, but it's it's pretty much painted three, and I don't think you get a three and a half at this point. I'd, I'd be uh, I'd be surprised if you did. Yeah. I like Cleveland, um, and again, Fairly. if nothing else, is a good teaser price, and there's some one and a half, two, you're not at a key number, there were threes, I just think Burrow, if nothing else, he had no training camp, um, and his under-rushing his under prop might be a good look too, because let's see how healthy he really is, and usually he can't blitz Burrow, but um, I think it's still nine and, and a
0: half, right, for the rushing? Uh,
1: yeah, yeah and look, at... he'll probably be able to stand in the pocket and just throw the ball without any issue, but We'll see how healthy that calf is if they bring pressure. Can he escape? Can he you know, make plays? Can he avoid the pass rush? That I don't know. Like I said, if nothing else, he had no training camp. And I just think Cleveland's going to be good. I think Schwartz is one of the few defensive coordinators that matters. They had the talent on defense last year. They brought in some guys that can stop the run. Watson, you figure maybe the rust is off him. I think this Cleveland team uh, is very live to win that division. It's a tough division. But, I mean, you just look at Cincy, and it's funny. I think the perception of Cincy is – they are a dominant team. They went to the Super Bowl two years ago, were a play away from winning. They were a play away from going to the Super Bowl again last year. But you look at them on offense, 5.4 yards per play, 16th in the league. That's on offense. On defense, 5.4 yards per play allowed, 16th in the league. So very strange. They're not like as dominant as you think statistically. If you look at the quarterbacks they beat last year, they really just beat up on a bunch of bad quarterbacks. So I think the Cincy team, you know, to me, they're an under. I played under 11.5. I played under 11. I just – I don't think – I think they're getting a touch overrated. Obviously, Burrow's a tremendous player. He's got weapons, a defensive coordinator, all that. But uh, to me, Cleveland getting points at home, I, I like the Brownies here. I,
0: I can't co- go against that. Uh, that's that's definitely somewhat of a popular pick uh, amongst a couple people that I trust. I'll say that. And And what I believe, too, is like you were saying with the rushing yards for Burrow, even if you were afraid of him getting sort of – Forced up the middle because I, those edge rushers for the the Browns, as you mentioned, coming in too, like they, they should be able to to do their thing, actually help the run game a little, or the stopping the run a little bit, which they were they were a little bit worse at I think last year. So you know now you come in, Burrow can't really get around any kind of edge. You force him up the middle, that's going to spell trouble for a guy like him. I don't even if he falls forward like four times, I don't really think he's going to be able to pull the ten yards. I'm a little bit off of those bets at this point, mostly because I, I'm just like this is such a weird you know crapshoot with, with a guy who doesn't run, but if he gets rushed out of the pocket, I get screwed. Nine and a half, though, once you get to 10 yards, I think he's, he's going down and out of bounds before he gets much past two yards on anything that he can do. So I would, I would really like that bet as well. I didn't really touch any player props in that one, but I, I am going to add Cleveland, as you mentioned, with that number into a couple of teases and assume that if, if this is going to be close to a field goal you know, kind of game at this point. Uh, I feel pretty good about that. I would uh, throw out there, I'm interested in what you think in Tennessee. Um, because that has also been a popular pick, and I believe that is a top-five team in terms of money that's come in on them over the Saints right now. Yeah, they're still listed fifth. So I I wonder what you do with that, if you have any thoughts on that, because my my feeling coming in is I I understand how piss-poor uh, this, this pass defense has been. I understand Derek Carr has some weapons that he can use, and that might be your biggest fear in this one. But I don't think they're going to be able to establish anything uh, with the run in terms of what New Orleans is going to be able to do on offense. Uh, and I do think that they're going to be able to run on this defense, which is a little bit better against the pass as well, even though New Orleans probably has a bit better defense than they might be getting credit for. This is not the matchup for them like they're going to have the rest of the year with these cupcakes in, in the AFC South or NFC South, rather. So uh, wondering what you think about that one.
1: Yeah, I don't have the lines in front of me. Is there are there three and a half or the three and a half's gone? I mean, to me this would be Tennessee no matter what. Vrabel's good as a dog. I could see this being a field goal game. No Kamara for the Saints. I don't buy this idea that Carr is some massive upgrade right. over Andy Dalton. I mean Carr could be a little better, but he wasn't great last year for the Raiders. I mean, hell they benched him at the end of the year. Um, you know, you worry about Tennessee long term, just staying healthy. You worry about Henry at his age, staying healthy. But you don't worry that you don't worry about them being healthy in week one. So Henry's going to be healthy. He's going to be charged up. To me, this is going to be another game that's you know really close, really you know tied late with uh with five or six minutes to go, somebody wins by a field goal. So you know that three and a half is the key number. More games land on three than any other number in the NFL. So you find the three and a half, you take it. But uh, at, at three, it would be it, it would still be Titans or nothing. I just think this is a total toss up game. Yeah, here.
0: I, I agree. I, I ended up staying, taking it at three and a half. And it has gone down to three, which I feel great about. So I was happy to take it there. I'm not going to play it at three anymore. But I also waited a little bit for a a Jawan Johnson touchdown. I do think Derek Carr loves his tight ends when he can get them. Uh, And I also know that the Tennessee Titans will probably continue to hemorrhage points to opposing tight ends who they gave up the most touchdowns last year. Haven't seen much in terms of the linebacking core. Did pick up a a couple of safeties, actually. But I still think they're going to be able to get a lot of stuff down the middle with big Jawan Johnson, the former wide receiver. So... What are you looking at right now? Uh, No, I'm just checking these
1: lines and and seeing if there's anything new that popped up. Um, I love Spears. I don't know if there's props on him. I'm curious, you know, for fantasy, like, long-term in terms of the year, like, at some point, I just have a feeling Henry at his age is not going to be able to hold up for 17 games with all the touches he's had. So Spears, I don't know if you've seen him in the preseason, man. He looks legit. Um, But, again, I don't know, you know – does he get five carries right away? 10, 12, like do you pace Henry out? That'll be something to watch. So uh, Spears, yep. at least, you know, that, that, that's worth a look in terms of a sleeper. But yeah, yeah it's always tricky week one, knowing, you know, how they're going to use him he, and, and he's not getting any props.
0: Example. I do like taking rookie running backs week one. I think that's a position that you don't realize that some people still haven't realized can just translate right into the NFL right. way better than a wide receiver. I love fading rookie wide receivers uh and rookie tight ends you know for for most of the season but for for Tajay Spears yeah you might see him uh you'll see him on my team in our fantasy league that we're in together I also have him in like three others because I think by or two others because I think by the you know middle-ish of the season like you said it could be week six or seven when we're seeing him as a feature back and a dude that is just fast as hell man running all over the place so yeah I I don't even think he's much of a sleeper anymore but uh I'm gonna throw out another play here for you real quick because I do I did pick a a couple of sides, and I, I do have a couple of teasers going. I think they, they made some of these lines pretty ripe for teasing, um, but I also do feel pretty good about a couple of, of player props that might be incorrectly priced. and One of them is, is Mac Jones under uh, passing yards, and I got him at 230 and a half. It's down to 227 and a half, and I would honestly play it down to like 220 and a half uh, is where I, I priced it for him. Talking about the Eagles, man, uh, we're talking about the Eagles, we're talking about Bill O'Brien coming in with Smash Mouth. Football as his best way to do things, even if he's using his his running back um, occasionally as a wide receiver for Stevens. But still, Stevens one of the best runners between the twenties in the league. I think you continue to rely on him, and then you rely on on Zeke once you get inside the twenties. So uh, I, I don't really see much in the script for for Mac Jones having more than like twenty five ish passing attempts, and that's where I'd put like his ceiling. I don't really with with the the Eagles defense, man. Like I don't know if I need to tell everyone how good it is, uh, but it, it gave up one hundred and seventy nine passing yards per game last year, and I don't see any weaknesses uh, on it this. Year either.
1: I agree with like 90% of what you said, although I the, the 10% I disagree with. And it's a good handicap. I, I wouldn't fade you. I don't think Philly was that great on defense last year. I just think they played a bunch of bad quarterbacks. If you look at the good quarterbacks they played, it was Rodgers on Sunday night, he torched them. It was Mahomes in the Super Bowl who also torched them. Goff put up 35. The rest of the quarterbacks, it's like Daniel Jones and I mean just go down the line, it's all fringe guys. So and they did lose a bunch of, i think they lost more guys on defense than people realize now they did reload with some of these georgia guys but um, secondary. I, I would agree that you know everything he said about they're gonna try to just keep this low scoring might have some bad weather in new england on on sunday so you might have some rain so look you just do you probably do pretty well just playing under and all these player props people want to bet overs they want to root for overs, so I would agree that the unders the way to go. The concern would be, hey, you fall behind early, and then you're just in, in throw it every down, and you get some cheap yardage. But as long as they can keep this game close, I, I do think you're on something with the I under.
0: do I do think it's a very big trap game for anyone that just wants to blindly bet the Eagles plus four and a half on the road against Bill Belichick in game one. Like, I, I think it's a little bit of a trap. I, I might sound stupid come you know Monday morning when they just beat them 37 to 14 or something. But my thing, too, is like even if Mac Jones needs to be throwing the ball, juju smith a little bit shaken up uh Devonta parker also a little bit shaken up Who who's he throwing to really is my question yeah. you know and I, they continue to just think that they can have a, a somewhat i would call average quarterback in the league combined with like sub average wider steven cores I, agree. I, I don't know about that but i i hear you on the on the soft quarterbacks my thing too is just you named off a bunch of quarterbacks that that didn't do well against the eagles who i would put on the tier of mac jones and the ones that are three tiers above him were the ones that that scored some points right. on the Eagles, so I, I use that in my 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 sort of logic as well. But uh, give me give me another one if you've got a couple more or anything. Player props or just in yeah, if you're playing sides or totals, I don't care. Yeah, just want some winners. I'm yeah, gonna I'm right. gonna make sure everyone has these recorded down for them.
1: Um, yeah, I mean I didn't get into too many player props here. Let me pull up the board here. I, I mean I think you know I, I think putting Washington in the teaser is probably right. good. Look. You know, when you make a bet, you got to just sometimes be willing to lose it. Like, if Arizona beats me, they totally. beat me. So, teasing Washington with like the Browns up to seven and a half, I think is pretty good. Um, yeah. You know, I, I think what's important so, sometimes you got to identify games you want no part of. And I see a few of those, especially week one. Like, you don't have to bet every game. Like, it's a long season. Rams, Seahawks, I want nothing to do with. I have no feel like Cup's already out, but, you know, those games were close last year. They played, you know, Rams played them t- uh, close twice last year. And that was without Stafford both times. So like, I'm not laying five in that spot. I don't really want a part of the Rams. I mean, Raiders, Broncos. That's a weird one. I could see that being close. Mm. You know, the, the Raiders, I think, are being a little bit underrated. As long as Garoppolo's healthy with Adams with Jacobs, it's not like a terrible team. It's really. I think not... we're saying we,
0: we feel the same way about that game. Where I'm like, I, I want to bet the Raiders so badly, and I just can't. Like, and maybe you need to yeah. bet on them while Jimmy G's still upright because he probably won't be in in however much time from now. Uh, but I, yeah, I just, there is the possibility that the Broncos are just way better than we thought they were. And it really, really, truly wasn't Nathaniel Hackett's fault at that point. So I want to see how that goes, you know, how about a Russell Wilson
1: rushing prop over I figure there's a little more emphasis. Hey, you got to use your legs. If you're Russell Wilson, maybe Peyton's coached that into him. Cause that's been a big point of contention with Wilson the last few years. Like, Hey, you got to run more, you got to run yep. more. He's gotten really, you know, he got a little heavy. Everyone said he lost some weight this summer. Where it's like, hey, your legs are your biggest weapon. You got to be able to run a little bit. So I think it's seventeen and a half, eighteen and and a half, maybe a rushing prop over for Wilson makes sense. Just directional. Yeah,
0: eighteen and a half, I could see it. We, once again, it's it's a little bit of a week one stay away because of the new coach aspect wanting to see how the Broncos come out on offense and if that is a point of emphasis for them but to your point if you think it is something that is going if you have even a sniff that that, that is a, a game plan that they have coming in then you get ahead of it before he get, he goes off for 30 and then you have a 25 and a half yard rushing prop moving forward so I could see that I did I, I started to target this Houston and Baltimore game because I, I understand that Houston will probably be a little bit better on defense than they were last year where they were historically bad, allowing rushing uh, t- touchdowns and yards to running to the opposing teams, running backs. So I-, I am looking at a couple of things in this game, and I think both of them are, are pretty in-, in line. They're correlated with the game script that we'll see for the Ravens on offense with Todd Munkin back there, you know, having Lamar stay back there and throw the ball a bit more. So I got uh, Dobbins at 56 and a half rushing yards over, uh, it's up at 59 and a half, and I would still take it. Or you can go the the touchdown route for him. Because I understand he only had one touchdown in the five games he came back for last year. Uh, but I think he's going to be the primary rusher between the 20s and even, you know, once you get inside the 20. He had seven touchdowns his last six games before he got hurt for the 2021 season. I, I, he's still very capable of getting in there. Like, I love this dude for, in this matchup big time. So I took him for his touchdown, and I took him over 56 and a half. Uh, I also took Lamar over one and a half passing touchdowns because I got that at plus 124. I think you can still get it about plus 115 right now. So plus money for Lamar to get two TD, you know, uh, against a team that I think they're going to be winning early. And then they give it to Dobbins to do his thing, gets close to 90 yards in this one. Um, I'm feeling pretty good about all these, these Ravens bets. I usually like playing
1: Tucker over one and a half field goals. (laughs) Figured, hey, once they cross midfield, that's like an automatic three. If they fall short, it was better last year with Huntley because they would have just enough offense to get to like the 40 or 35, and they weren't good enough on offense to go for it. And he was just like an automatic two field goals. Seeing if they have kicking props up yet. I love that call. Field goal props. I don't see team ones. Do I? Total field goals. See, I just have total field goals for both teams. I don't have field goals. The, the problem for individual, well, they, problem. they often hang one and a half on Tucker. So, I, if you find a one and a half on Tucker, usually Tucker's good. Yeah, player you player.
0: might see it juice down, like you're saying, if it's one and a half, and in, in this this matchup where they're ten point favorites, right, expected to put up like thirty points or so. But I, I have no problem with two. For him the only thing you worry about is like this defense is actually that bad that they continue I mean they had I think it was like the 10th most red zone possessions allowed and then they they clearly let up the most touchdowns once you got in the red zone uh rushing touchdowns especially so I either way I, I would be fine with any kind of Tucker bet but I do think Lamar getting touchdowns and and J.K. Dobbins able to get closer to 90 yards in this one to be honest should be where that line is at so uh anything else for this week Will?
1: Jags Colts to me is just a total stay away. I want really no mean. part of that game. Uh, man, I, I don't have a pick here. I have heard nobody pick the 49ers. Everyone loves the Steelers, man. It's amazing. Everyone loves What's the Steelers. That about? It's like the, the preseason, the pick. I mean, I get it. They, they, they usually play well early. Tomlin's an old school guy, who runs a physical training camp. They actually play their guys in preseason. So not looking afraid of, i do just find it interesting that everyone everyone seems to love pittsburgh that doesn't mean it's gonna lose doesn't mean it's gonna win it's just kyle shanahan noticed. Him,
0: by the way one in five against the spread and uh, openers he has an open open yeah good that's opener. a big yep. part that's of it um, um i mean if brock purdy's playing which it sounds like he's good to go then i i, I believe him a bit more than you though i think is, is the thing right like
1: no, I like, I like Birdie. I just I want to see a little more, but I generally yeah. like him.
0: I, I, people are all over a Christian McCaffrey touchdown prop because of how, how well he did right in the, like, what, first six, six or seven games with the team. He scored a touchdown or something like that last season. So, like, I, I can understand that. But um, Elijah Mitchell wasn't healthy when he was doing that either by the way like he wasn't splitting carries with basically anybody because that all of their their running backs got hurt that's why he came to the team in the first place on top of the brams were going to get him so they kyle shannon was sort of thwarting mcveigh but uh it ended up working out super well i still get it i, I would have him on, on fantasy teams for sure but uh i, I don't know that it's just like minus it's, i think it's even money still for a touchdown for him probably will drop if he gets one by next week but what's the guarantee that he's getting one when he might not even be you know he there's he's going to be splitting more carries in this one basically
1: yeah i I would say one more here if you can find a three on dallas over the giants like it's not my nature to lay points on the road in division game um to me dallas is just has much better players than the giants they've owned the giants they're better at every level i understand the, the enthusiasm with the giants because of dable but i mean you just go roster Roster versus roster Player versus player Every position group Dallas is just much Much better It's gotten too
0: Dallas winning that game Yeah it's gotten too far The other way right Like everyone's like Trying to be Outsmart everybody else And say Dallas can't It's a divisional game On the road Dallas has owned The Giants When they play Inside of like Week three or four For like 15 years Like Tony Romo Since that time they have just not beaten right. them in, in in like a first three weeks of the season game so you can get minus three on a couple books here it's minus 115 on BetMGM if you have that's the best one even Draftkings is minus 126 for a three uh, uh for Dallas there and, and I'm with you I've and even the money lines aren't ridiculous, like minus one sixty-five,
1: minus one seventy on a money line. If you want to get involved yeah. with the points, like I don't, that's no, not terrible. Not at
0: all. I think that's that's a, a money line. That money line parlay with another team you like to win that that might not be too like you probably you still get San Francisco at like minus one forty or, or so on their money line. So I still think it's pr- probably worth it, but. Anyway, man, I appreciate you coming in, uh, kind of last minute here. Like I was, you know, yeah. saying to Will, I had a, a weekly guest kind of canceled on week one. Will was nice enough to step in. Probably have him back. We'll see how these picks do, obviously, and then we'll talk about having it back sure. off. But, uh But what, where can everyone listen to you again, Will? What, where are you at? You're all over the place.
1: Yeah, v I'm on a few times a week. The Megapod with Gil Alexander, Bear Bets podcast for Fox. So. I uh, appreciate you having me on, man. Let's win some oh, of these games. Yeah.
0: That's awesome. For Will Hill, Josh Lander, and until we talk to you next, happy betting.